Today, we're gonna invite two brothers who came from completely different job backgrounds, one even from selling grease to start selling on Amazon, and they both knocked it out of the park on their very first product. Combined, they are already grossing $2.5 million a year. How cool is that? Pretty cool, I think. As FBA business owners, we've put thousands of hours of hard work into growing our businesses. But what happens when you've grown the business as much as you can and don't have the time or resources to take it to that next level? Enter Thrasio. Thrasio has acquired over 125 Amazon businesses from owners just like you. With more than 600 experts at the top of their field in brand management, growth marketing, creative, and supply chain, Thrasio's operating team can grow your business exponentially. Once you've sold your business, simply celebrate a lucrative exit and watch your personal wealth grow while your brand flourishes in Thrasio's portfolio. To connect with Thrasio's deal team, visit thrasio.com slash helium10. That's T-H-R-A-S-I-O dot com slash helium10 for more information on if your brand is a good fit for Thrasio. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Serious Sellers Podcast by Helium 10. I am your host, Bradley Sutton, and this is the show that's a completely BS-free, unscripted, and unrehearsed organic conversation about serious strategies for serious sellers of any level in the Amazon and Walmart world. We've got a couple serious sellers uh, today. Before I introduce them, we're, this is a kind of, I don't know if I want to use the word momentous, but my first episode where I'm filming it in my new podcast studio that is being it's not fully constructed yet, and that's why actually I, I got a, if you guys are watching this on YouTube, I've got a, a green screen up now because this, this room isn't finished. And if you rec- recognize this, this is the uh, the Helium 10 tequila room from our office it is my green screen background. And actually, that is what I'm trying to recreate here at uh, my house. So like maybe in a week or so, you'll 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 see my new studio where it's going to be a, a, a mimic of the um the office and and yes, it's gonna have tequila uh, as well, just like our office does. So um, if you ever start seeing me, uh, you know, say some crazy things on the podcast, well, I might have dipped into the the nineteen forty two uh, a little bit. But today, I'm I just have green green tea. We have a green screen and we've got green tea here, and we've got a couple uh, brothers, not from another mother, from the same mother. I'm assuming here we've got Andrew and Paul. Uh, how's it going, guys? Uh, pretty good. It's going great. And wh- where are y'all located? What state? Uh, I'm in Iowa mm-hmm. and I'm in Denver, Colorado, originally from Iowa as well. Okay. Excellent. Excellent. All right. <laughs> now you said you're bo- both, uh, born and raised, uh, in Iowa then. Yeah. Okay. And then did both of you guys go to that, uh, you know, Iowa state and what was your major, what was your, your career path? Uh, what was your career path looking like at that time? So yeah, I went to Iowa state, um, was there for five years. Um, my major was mechanical engineering and, um, and that was, that was good. It was hard. Uh, and then got done with that and went to, um, went to another or, or went to a job as a mechanical engineer that worked on the large wind turbines you see all over. Um, like the big, like megawatt. Oh, so, so you actually, upon graduation, you got a job that had to do with your, your major. You know, unlike yeah, so many yeah. people nowadays, that's, that's cool. Yep. Yep. Um, yeah, I was able to do that for, for a while. And then, um, I was there for five years doing, um, 
mainly gearbox inspection, gearbox repair, uh, kind of support, uh, vibration analysis and things like that. And then, um, moved on. I had a, I had a few, uh, different jobs after that. I was a design engineer for a cement truck manufacturer. Um, then I was a manufacturing engineer for a automatic a design car. engineer. What, what, what in the world are you designing? I mean, cement <laughs> trucks have looked the same for 40 years. Like, what, what, what were you designing? So this, uh, this company was kind of cool. They actually, instead of carrying the, the cement in the big drum that you used to see in, they actually yeah, carry yeah. all the ingredients, um, like the sand, the Portland cement, the, the, uh, gravel, and they would mix it on site and then pour it out. So it was okay. kind of a different design. Uh, okay, cool. But I was only there for a year. Um, design engineering wasn't really for me. It was, it was a lot of, um, a lot of CAD work, uh, a lot of drawings um, and things. I ended up not liking that very much, but, and then my next job, I went to uh, an automatic car wash machine manufacturer. So the ones that have the brushes on them or the ones that mm-hmm. have the wand mm-hmm. that sprays your car down, they, they made all that type of stuff. So I was a manufacturing engineer for them for a couple of years. And then I was the uh, manufacturing engineering manager. Um, then I switched again to being a, uh, water treatment, uh, technical sales, um, which that was, I had a friend that was in the business and, uh, he said it was a pretty good, it was a pretty good gig. So I started doing that and that was, and that was pretty good. Uh, um, bouncing around all, all over the place here. Maybe if you'd not pick such boring jobs, you, you, you would have stuck, uh, stuck to something. My goodness. Yeah. Well, I was kind of, yeah. I was kind of, uh, I was kind of chasing the money a little bit because uh, I was trying to look for, you know, something that wasn't as challenging as engineering, but would, you know, give me more money. Okay. And when I was, uh, when I was at the car wash business and at the, um, like water treatment company, I started looking into Amazon and, you know, figuring out how that all worked. Um, and then what I was doing that full-time job as, as, uh, uh, water treatment along with selling on Amazon. And then eventually in, in October of last year is when I quit my full-time job to do the Amazon full-time. Okay. Let's, um, before we get, you know, how, you know, figure out how you got into there, let's, let's, uh, see if we have that same, uh, uh, or that same question for, uh, Paul, like what was your, what was your, uh, major? And then hopefully you did not have 17,000 different jobs, uh, uh, like Andrew there, we're going to be here for a while. Yeah, no problem. Um, yeah, I jumped around a little bit, but mostly all in the same um, market, I guess. So uh, I went to Iowa State as as well, uh, tried out engineering, figured out, as Andrew said, uh, pretty boring, not for me, could not do the math, the physics. Um, so I had fun in school and I, and I, and I was a marketing major. Um, so I graduated with a degree in marketing and basically went into sales. Uh, right when I got out. So uh, started selling uh, for Pella Windows and Doors, actually out of Kansas City. Didn't like that too much. Uh, moved out to uh, Denver. And I've actually been in the uh, renewable energy and energy field for the last 16 or so years, developing uh, public-private partnerships with public, with, uh, public agencies. So cities, counties, state governments, et cetera. Okay. Okay. And, um, what, 
you know, like, you know, you, you, you didn't uh, seemingly bounce around a lot, but what was what I guess maybe motivated you to, to look at Amazon? Like, I didn't know it was your brother, but like, you know, it's not just, you know, if somebody's a hundred percent satisfied with their life and, and their job and stuff, you know, somebody says, Hey, you want to try this? You're like, nah, I'm good. But what was the feeling behind opening your mind to the possibilities of, of e-commerce? Were you like looking for something else or you weren't finding satisfaction, what you were doing or what, what happened there? Yeah. Um, so I'm always pretty, pretty busy, I guess. So, um, I, I have actually always had probably two to three jobs for as long as I can think, uh, as long as mm-hmm. I can re, re, recall back. So, um, yeah, even though I had a, uh, you know, really nice nine to five, um, I, uh, was always doing something more on the side. Um, the thing I had actually the most success with was, um, I have a, quite the mechanical background as well, work with my hands. So I actually used to flip muscle cars a lot. So uh, I would flip a lot of uh, uh, Mopar and other Chrysler products quite frequently. And um, I just always had things going on on the uh, side. And then when I found out that Andrew, my brother, was selling on Amazon, uh, I think I kind of approached it initially that how I now uh, get responded to when I tell people that's, and, um, oh, well, Hey, that's nice. Um, you know, uh, maybe, you know, maybe, maybe if you're lucky, you can make enough to, you know, cover a, cover a car payment or something, I guess. And, you know, um, you know, at first that's kind of how I reacted until we were at my, uh, we were at our parents, uh, our parents have a place in the Ozarks on the lake there. And my dad actually showed me a screenshot of what Andrew made. in I think either like a month or two weeks, and I was like, you got to be kidding me. Uh, I didn't say kidding, but yeah, I, I, um, I kind of uh, took that undertone there to, <laughs> yeah. uh, to, to extract that point. Yes. <laughs> well, just so there's nothing up for debate. Um, so uh, that made me kind of reach out. And uh, certainly we've been, uh, uh, he was kind of my uh, inspiration to kind of get going here. And uh, we both had some uh, pretty good success there since. All right. So, so Andrew, since you were the first one uh, to get into it, I mean, Obviously, you know, I didn't I don't have to ask you the same question that 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 I asked your brother there because you know it was obvious you were bouncing around and, and you were, you know, maybe struggling finding full satisfaction with what you were doing. But how did you end up, you know, you're you're the reason that your brother got into it, but how did how did you get into uh Amazon or e-commerce? So, um yeah, so I when I was when I was at one of my multiple jobs in the past, um I started a side business where, um, since I knew a lot about wind turbine mechanics and uh, the gearboxes and things, I started as kind of a consultant for other companies that were doing that as well. And um, I would I would offer you know I'd write reports for them or I'd do analysis for them. Uh, it was basically the same things that I used to do, but now that I was at a different job in a different industry, I never use those skills anymore. So. I started doing that, and um, I also started selling uh, some products. I started selling these pallets of grease um, to a, a generator refurbisher. So. <laughs> oh my goodness gracious! <laughs> you went from All designing cement trucks to selling grease. Yeah, like these uh, these pallets of grease that I was a uh, uh, authorized distributor for now, and. Um, and then, you know, I, I did that for about a year in the side business. And then the, the customer that I was selling it to, you know, found a cheaper way to get them. And, and I was cut out of the loop. And I was like, well, 
I was like, I know that people sell stuff on Amazon. Like, is there a, I have this opportunity to, you know, sell this, this grease at a cheap price. Is there any way I can try to sell it on Amazon or something? So that's when I started looking around and I found, um, you know, there's software out there where you could look at the listings and everything. I found Helium 10 and did the free trial so I could like look this stuff up. And uh, I found, I found, uh, no, you know, I was looking up the, the grease and everything. I'm like, no, they're only selling like one or two units or one or two like tubes a month. Um, I'm not, not really into that. But uh, then I started just like looking at t-shirts and stuff and I'm like, oh my God, like I can't, there's no way that they're making this much money. I'm like, is this a month? This is, uh, this has got to be per year, not per month. You know, like it, it just blew my mind. And once that happened, like the, the claws were like sunk into me, <laughs> mm-hmm, I, mm-hmm. I kept like, you know, I'm like, this is, this is crap. And I would, I would leave, but then the next night I'd be like, I'm going to look at some other stuff. And then I started looking at some other stuff. Oh, what year are we talking about? Um, here this in the timeline, uh, 2019. Okay. Yeah. So you'd look like the big one you could look at was like phone cases or something. And you're like, Oh my God, like 1 million a a month or something. It's, mm-hmm. it's incredible. So yeah, that's kind of how I got started. Okay. And then you started, uh, your first thing that you sold, you know, was, was it private label or you first got into arbitrage or, or wholesaling or what do you so do? It was private label? Um, I started watching, you know, I was bouncing around all over YouTube, watching a whole bunch of different stuff. And my biggest thing was I couldn't, I didn't fully trust you know, anyone, cause I'm like, this is all like clickbait or something, right? Like mm-hmm. there's no way people are actually making this money. Um, but I, I found, uh, I kept coming back to like helium 10 and like you, um, Tim Jordan and like Kevin King, like you guys were always kind of seem like it, it always made sense. And then, you know, listening to the podcast and hearing other people's stories, I'm like, I don't think these people are like making this up. Like that doesn't make sense. Um, so I kind of just like chose a product and, um, you know, started something and it started once I started selling, it started selling way like better than I even thought. And I was just always for the, how, how did you find that first product? Did you, was it random or did you ha- do it in black box or, or how yeah. did you find it? Yeah. Black box. Yeah. Okay. And so you, you got on it right away. How much did you invest in that first product? Um, I started, I thought I was only going to invest like $3,000. It was like okay. for one pallet of this product. And, um, as soon as I got it there, as soon as I got it into Amazon, it started selling on like the second day I sold more than I thought I was going to per day. Um, you know, like, <laughs> like for the next three months or something. So I'm like, no way, I'm going to have to order. I need to order like four more pallets like today, mm. you know, like right now. From uh, China? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, um, I was able to get those there, but even before those showed up, I was like, I need, I need even more. I started like kind of planning it out and I'm like, I need a 20 foot container full of this. <laughs> so it kind of like where I thought was, was going to be $3,000 ended up being a lot more money, um, to kind of play catch up to, in order yeah. to keep this thing in stock. So, um, I kind of, so then at the point where, where your brother, um, was profanely, you know, uh, noting how much money you were making, how, how, how many months uh, into your Amazon journey were you? And what, 
what were you grossing uh, per month at that time? Uh, roughly, I know we're, we're talking about a couple years ago, but sure. Um, I think it was. I would have been about six months into it, six or seven months into selling, and I was mm-hmm. just getting like, I was just getting like forty foot containers sent, like some of the first times that I was doing that, and um, I think I was making maybe. 50 to a hundred K in revenue a month okay. like, for, for one product for, yeah, for one product. Nice. Nice. Okay. So after how long, uh, that you started selling Amazon, did you quit your, your day job or had you already just quit and, and you, you went all in on, on Amazon? So I, I started selling in November, 2019 and then October of 2021. So this last October is when I, is when I quit. So I, I stayed full time for a couple of years just cause like the money was great, but I was like, I don't know, I could lose my account or something. Yeah. I just, you know, I didn't want to like risk anything until, you know, I, I built up It actually, it actually was pretty hard to decide when I wanted to do this. Cause kind of letting go of uh, a sure thing and like my water treatment job was a really good job. So like letting go of a really good job to go after this, uh, was, was pretty tough, but Okay. Yeah. So, so, so now, um, you know, Paul, I guess, I guess we're talking about the, the middle of, of 2020 or something when, when, uh, uh, when you first, you know, figured out, uh, what your, what your brother was doing. Um, did, did you just like say, all right, I'm in, you know, where do I start or, or how, how did that happen? Yeah. For the most part, we started having conversations, uh, about, you know, how this all, how everything works. Um, you know, I got a Helium 10 account myself. I'm actually branded up today. I don't know if you can tell it. You can tell or not, Bradley. But, nice, um, nice. So figured I'd give you a shout out there. And then, um, yeah, started doing a lot of my own research. Uh, found a, found a product um, that I thought was kind of a no kind of a no brainer, I guess. And um, I launched in the uh, about the end of middle to end of February of 2020 is is uh when i oh i'm sorry 2021 okay. is uh when i is when i launched so i did i did research and background i was private label as well everything i do is private label and um i probably started researching things in around yeah august or so of 2020 okay now now did you um all, you know, keep up your, your day job throughout this time or, or are you now doing full-time Amazon or what, what's, what's happening there? No, I still have my day job. Uh, okay. I still have my, my, uh, day job. I've got, uh, three small kids. Uh, so for me, it's, it's, um, you know, up at 6am usually working till about 10, 11 o'clock, just about every single night, uh, after put the kids down. And uh, really trying to, I'm I'm really in a growth stage right now, so I'm really trying okay. to grow my uh, business. Um, but yeah, I still have my job. I'm working to replace my income, um, but it's a it's a pretty comfortable income. So I'm I'm yeah. um, I'm hoping here in the next few months uh, I'll have that ability to resign from my current position um, if I so choose. Okay. Now, you know, I know you didn't have a full year. Uh, in 2021, but what about what did you end your your year in gross sales? Yeah, um, so I had a single product for the majority of 2021, and my sales were around uh, uh, about 840 thousand dollars in revenue. 
So okay, and were, were you able to to turn a profit? You know, sometimes you know newer sellers they they, they do experiments in PPC and end up losing a lot of money. But uh, you know, at that at that amount, I'm assuming you're able to to turn a, a some some kind of profit. Yeah, turned a turned a, a really good profit actually. Um, did really well. It's uh, the thing that I'm in is pretty seasonal actually. So I mean, May through June is kind of gangbusters, but then after that, it 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 really you know adapts that uh, bell yeah. curve, I guess. So, um, but no, when uh, when I was selling, I was either um, Amazon's choice for majority of all the large uh, all of the relevant keywords, um, bestseller. So uh, it took it uh, took off really uh, really really well, and I think that's a combination of. And I got my my brother, who's the who's the engineer, who's very, uh, you know, I think we're both analytical, but he's definitely more anal- analytical than I am. And then I think I kind of bring more of the marketing side to it, where really, you know, branding and just getting getting yourself out there and showing your product uh, as well as you can. Um, that's that's really what I enjoy, I guess. So do do you remember how you found your your first product, um, like? If you use black box, uh, helium 10 black box, like, do you remember like what, you know, like what kind of thing you were searching for, what kind of filters you use or, or what method did you use to find that, that product? Um, yeah, so I did use black box. I'm trying to remember the type of filters that I used, uh, initially. I think I really just, uh, copied what, uh, you and Tim Jordan had been doing on freedom ticket if I'm not, if I'm not mistaken. So, uh, okay. very, very similar, um, different ratings, review filters, et cetera. Um, I think search volume of, you know, 2,500 at least, uh, if not, if not higher. And, um, yeah, I, the, the product that I actually found was a, uh, Amazon product that Amazon was selling directly, but just wasn't, wasn't taking full, full advantage of. Interesting. Yeah. That's, that's a great, interesting point because so many people out there are like, as soon as they, they see that shipped and sold by Amazon thing, like, Oh, I'm running for the hills, you know, I don't want to compete with Amazon, but sometimes, like you said, you know, Amazon doesn't know what they're doing as far, you know, you think that they'd be the best at it, but you know, they have bad images or, or yeah. a listing that's not optimized and things like that. So at the time, was it just this one Amazon product that, that was dominating most of the sales or, or was it spread out a little bit among some other sellers or, or what do you see? Oh, there was, there were still quite a few sellers that were, that were there. Um, but yes, um, I was probably the, um, I was the, well, I was the highest ranked in the in the uh, category for uh, quite a quite a few months, um, so that that kind of spawned me to look at some other uh, variations or one offs of that of that same product. So, mm-hmm. uh, was working on that and kind of I guess what I seem as uh, the off season, which is really kind of the uh, later Q Q three and Q four, and um, I'm getting ready to launch. Uh, quite a few more SKUs here this year. That's really dominating a lot of my time. Okay. Now, now, Andrew, you, um, you know, you're a little over a, you know, a couple of years into your Amazon journey. Uh, what did you end your uh, gross sales at um, in 2021? Uh, 2021, I was about 1.6 million um, uh, globally. Um, I mainly just sell in the U.S., but I, I do the remote fulfillment. You know. To, okay to Canada, Mexico, but, and, yeah. and how many SKUs is that, um, the, that figure representing that's on, um, 14, 14 SKUs. Okay. Yep. So, um, are they all in the same brand or, or have you launched different brands? 
they're all the same brand. Um, I'm starting to get, I, I do have another account and I'm starting to get kind of another brand and another, uh, thing going there. But, um, yeah, for the existing all of 2021, it was the same brand, uh, same category. Yep. Okay. Now, you know, you came in at a time where now all, all of a sudden, you know, people were thinking about eventually selling their business and aggregators were, were like Thrasio were, were coming, uh, coming around. You know, a lot of people, you know, started in 2018, you say the word aggregator, they would have no idea what the heck you're talking about. But has that ever crossed your mind? Like, was there ever a point where you're like, you know what, I want to build this, this business up and maybe sell it? Or have you just been like, you know, I just want to build this thing into something special and, and kind of keep it for forever? So it's funny. I just, uh, when I was starting all this stuff, it was before you guys had project X and it was before, um, I think even freedom ticket 2.0, uh, it was mm-hmm. like right when that was coming out or something. Um, so it was, it was funny. Cause as I was just getting started and just like launching all this stuff, I was watching everything being like, Oh, like, I wish I knew this. I would have done this, you know, completely differently. Right. Um, but ever since then, you know, after watching a lot of stuff that, you know, Kevin King has said and uh, what you guys have said, I've kind of I've I've moved my company to where um, I'm going to dress it up maybe to sell. Um, but I I don't have any plans to do it right now. Um, and that's kind of what Kevin King would say. It's like build it to sell. Even if you do, you know, if you don't or if you do, then then that's great. But um I would say it kind of depends if if uh, I get a second account going and I get some good products going there. Um, maybe I'd look to sell the first one. Okay. Um, overall, of that one point six million, you know, have you calculated? You know, like you take away, you know, PPC costs and, and cost of goods sold and and you know any other overhead you have. You know, about how much percent profit um, you were able to clear? I think it's going to be twenty twenty five percent. Okay. Um, yeah, it's gonna be somewhere around there. All right. Now, what what's some of your your strategies? You know, you know, you, you said for your very first product, you used uh, black box, and then you know you're able to find something where there was there was some some opportunity that that seemed like for you. But what's been your strategy about expanding your brand? You know, like uh, these sixteen products, all the same uh, brand. So are are you just like you know taking some some main keywords from your your first product, and then just you know seeing if there is any any high demand things that would go along with that same brand or, or what's been your strategy to go from one to 16 in the last two years, as far as SKUs go. Sure. I can't tell you all my secrets. <laughs> you can, you know, <laughs> see, that's why, you know, I, I want to have people come to my office to, to record these podcasts in person and get the tequila flowing. And then man, then everybody's willing to spill their secrets yeah. a little bit more, but yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't have to give us all the secrets, but, 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 but share some of the wealth there. I'm just lacking the tequila is all Bradley. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you shared it all with your brother, obviously. I mean, and actually his growth trajectory might be a little bit faster than yours. So maybe you're regretting uh, giving him all your secrets, but, but what can you uh, share with us? Sure. Um, so yeah, I, I, I sort of looked for a lot of the things that would fit with my brand. So at first I was just trying to sell product. Um, okay. I was just trying to make money, just trying to sell product. And then once I found out that this was actually going to be successful, um, I'm like, okay, how can I build a brand out of this? How can I, you know, gather similar products that, you know, if, if uh, someone came to my Amazon store or my Amazon listing and they were going to buy this, what else were they going to buy or what else could they buy? Um, so just kind of group it together like that. And um, that's kind of where I started. And that's what I'm still doing right now. 
Um, it's funny in this business, like you, you have an idea and, but it takes like, it takes so long to implement it. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. You know, like the, the things that I'm implementing right now are ideas I had like a year ago. Um, just cause you have to wait for money to be available or you have to run business cases and figure out if it's worth it type of deal. Um, but that's so, kind so of the, you, you mean like something that a, a new product you're launching now you originally found or originally had that idea like a year ago? Yeah. Yeah. So like, I, and so why, why was, why didn't it, you know, sometimes, I mean, in an Amazon world, that's like an eternity, you know, like something is trending right. yeah. and then boom, like, you know, before you even have the product ordered, even if you order right then already like 17, you know, uh, competitors have, have jumped on. So what's, what's different about how you're finding these products that even a year later, they still are opportunities. Sure. Um, Man, I don't know. I, I just, uh, a lot of the competitors that I have, um, or a lot of the way that I learned how to do it is I'm not, I'm not selling products that are necessarily, um, hot trends or anything. Um, mm-hmm. a lot of my products are, are, uh, pretty boring and, and, uh, so they're not really going anywhere. And the, and the people who sell them mainly it's, it's Amazon who's selling them. You um, too are are selling so uh, are competing with Amazon directly, huh? Yeah, yeah. Amazon. Okay. Amazon kind of sucks at building their own listings. Um, mm-hmm. So every time I see, you know, a product and it's sold by Amazon, and I look at it, and there's, you know, I look for how many pictures do they have? It's, it's kind of all the regular stuff, but like how many pictures do they have? You know, what's in their bullet points? Uh, what's the title like? You know, things like that, and. Um, and then you look at the revenue and, and I'm like, Hey, I can compete with this. And, and lately it's been, you know, I, I find stuff that's similar to the products I sell in my brand right now. And I go and I look at those and some of them aren't necessarily like home runs. Like some of them are not going to be as successful as, um, I have about two SKUs that make up probably 50% of my revenue. Um, so like those, those are great, but then, I'm just going to keep adding on these smaller ones that'll help, you know, build up and make the brand a little, a little better, um, that carries all similar products. Um, so hopefully if someone comes to my store, they can buy, you know, all the things that they would need to do the project that they're looking for or, you know, something like that. Okay. All right. So now, now what we're going to do is we're going to go, you know, you guys know here in the show, if you listen, um, that we have something we call the TST 30 second tips, but instead of just one each, we're, we're going to have some, some sibling rivalry here where you guys are going to, you know, be pitted against each other and, and give your own 30 second uh, tips back and forth. And now what the kind of thing I'm looking for is, is again, yeah, you know, giving away some of your secrets, but you know, nobody knows your product. So it's not like somebody's going to go in and, and, and take your, your, your market share or anything, but uh, I'd like to know some of either the basic or complex things that that you guys think that you're doing that is maybe somewhat unique. Like, like, d- don't give me your, a 30 second tip of, oh, um, you know, I go and negative match keywords that are costing me over 100 percent a cost. I mean, I mean, you know, everybody everybody does you know basic things like that. But but some of the unique things, like for example, you've already kind of inadvertently given given us a tip. Both of you have found great success in. Um, competing directly with Amazon, which is, you know, in my opinion, I, it's not like completely unique, but I would say a good 90% of the P- Amazon sellers would probably say, no, nah, I don't want to compete with Amazon. So, so that right there is unique. So, so things like that, you know, like, are you guys doing something with, uh, influencers, you know, do you have some kind of, you know, strange launch technique or way to get reviews or way to use inserts? So, so just, you know, as the other person is talking, you know, make sure you're, you're planning for your 
uh, next one. And then maybe or maybe not, I'll declare a winner, um, you know, uh, at the end here for the uh, a bottle of tequila or something since we've been on that subject. So, so uh, Andrew, you were first on Amazon. So why don't, why don't you start us off here with your tss. Oh, man. All right. Well, uh, I would say one of the biggest thing, something that almost got me in trouble was not watching my cash flow at the beginning and not keeping track of in the future what I'm going to have to spend for supplier payments or credit card payments and kind of all that stuff. Um, so I would say it is very, very important to plan like your year out in a spreadsheet or whatever you want to do 12 to 18 months out, because not only do you have to plan as a business owner, you, you basically kind of keep track of money. So not only do you have to plan for that year, but then you have to plan for tax season for the following year. That's sort of what you're planning for. And mm-hmm. at first I did not do that where I thought I was going to spend $3,000 to launch my product. Uh, I, it actually, if I would have kept track of the forecast of what I thought I was going to sell, like I ended up being 60 K deep before I actually started to stop losing money. So I always, uh, I always kind of preach that as, uh, one of the first things you should do to keep yourself out of, out of trouble. Okay. All right. Good. So, so first tip is, you know, uh, plan, you know, don't just plan ahead for a month, but, but try and fast forward to like six months or, or a year. Okay. I like it. Um, uh, Paul, your turn. Yeah. So, I mean, some of the things that, that you had mentioned, uh, inserts, I, I, don't do any inserts uh, using influencers. I don't do I don't do that either. I think those are some great strategies. I've just not gotten to the point personally where I've where I where I've done them. Um, I, my my advice would be, as a dad with three young kids, uh, nine to five, and uh, uh, some rentals that I actually own and manage myself as well, is just. Um, my my advice is hard work and pers- and perseverance. Just do not give up. You are going to get challenged. You are going to find things that are going to be thrown in your in your uh, way, and just keep working. And that's kind of maybe how we are, you know, I or we were brought up was that uh, hard work will pay off. You will you will get there. Um, and so that is one thing that I would that I would say. The other thing that I would add is just. Um, you know, thinking about what it is that the customer is looking is looking for in, you know, in that product, in that listing, um, looking to um, uh, make those uh, relevant within your listing itself. Uh, again, I'm kind of a marketing major. So that's kind of how I look at is just beating everyone else that's out there from your listing standpoint. And uh, yeah, I guess I guess that's all I got for now. OK. All right. Back to you, uh, Andrew. What's your uh, what's your next one? So um, I know you're talking about negative keywords with PPC. Um, you know, everyone does that, blah, blah, blah. But I do think there is, there's some keywords that people shy away from. And I do kind of have a strategy for finding some good ones. Um, a lot of people are kind of scared of the negative phrase keywords. Um, and one of the things I've started doing with the Helium 10 tools is if you use Adtomic, they will give you there's two years of the search terms that, you know, you, you've had, you know, stored in there. You can yeah. download the last two years of search terms. And so I do that. I download the last two years of search terms. I take that whole list and I put it in Frankenstein. So you break it down into individual words. And then you, you take those individual words, you put it into Excel and you got to do a little Excel magic 
but you can actually search through all the search terms and have it uh, sum up all the sales um, for each word. So say, uh, you know, you have a random word like orange or something. You can look up how many, how many sales you got on orange and say you look through the last two years and there's no sales for orange. Then that means, you know, okay, you can make a negative phrase out of this and you have two years worth of data to back this up. So you're safely making these, these things. And that's, I think that's better than the exact keywords than the exact negatives because it can be in any different phrase. So you just save yourself a bunch of money in the future. Okay. All right. I like it. I like it. Uh, Paul, you got another one for us? I think so. Um, And I think I've, I think I've actually heard where people uh, advise against this. So I would say certainly take this uh, as caution, but I mean, I think as we were all um, challenged with the supply chain issues, one of the things that I was running into when I was trying to import and um, I get my products from China is just, I would constantly get bumped. Um, I would purchase my um, shipping through Fredos and, um, you know, my container just wouldn't make it on there. Others would, would either pay more or um, have other uh, relationships that got their container on and when mine did not. And so one thing that I actually started doing um, is actually using my manufacturer's freight forwarder and buying the shipping through my manufacturer. Um, and then put that onus on my manufacturer to make sure that my container uh, made it onto the, to the ship. Um, you, it, it caveated the fact that you would then have to, um, you know, work to do a lot more of the customs work and the fees uh, once got into, once it got into port, but I was able to find that, um, if I actually use my manufacturer's, uh, freight forwarder or shipping agent over there, um, I would a lot of times get priority because they ship more products than I, than I ever do. Okay. Makes sense. I like it. You know, uh, Andrew, Andrew, since you've been around a little bit longer, we're going to give you one bonus round here. Um, since theoretically speaking, you, you should be, you know, at least 30, 40% uh, more, more, uh, more ex- uh, knowledgeable than, than your brother here. So do you have a bonus uh, uh, tip for us today? Yeah. Bonus tip. I got one more. Um, so when I, when I first started, you know, shipping containers were like $3,000 each, right? It was, yeah. It was awesome. I really hope the good old days. Oh yeah. But now when they started getting to 10, 20, $30,000, I, one of the strategies I was thinking is like, okay, I have a product that, um, the product I have is heavy. So it actually only fills the container 25%. So 75% of my container was empty. So I was also thinking, okay, how can I come up with a product that is fits in my brand that also is really light. So I could take, 10% 10% of my, my product out and then fill the actual whole rest of the container up. And there's some software out there that can do that, that can help you configurate that. Um, but that's one way that I'm saving money. Like basically I'm saving money by being able to ship the really light product for free because ah, my, okay. my original product is paying for 90% of the, of the shipping cost. So it, it's, I'm hoping I'm I'm shipping some stuff with it right now, and everything looks good on paper. So I'm hoping it it works well. I like it. I like it. Now, now, uh, Andrew, you um, if I'm not mistaken, are you a Helium Ten Elite member? Yeah. Is there like one strategy that you know you heard maybe in a you know one of the the monthly workshops or one of our quarterly uh, quarterly ones that that kind of like 
really had a notice. I mean, every every time we go to a webinar or something, I was like, oh man, that's so cool. Like, I never knew about that. But is there one that you actually implemented and did have uh, good results that you can you can think of? Oh, I'm trying to think. There's so many of them that um, there's so many of them that are there. It's actually uh, it it's hard to implement them all like uh, I'm trying to do better with uh, actually using them. Um, I would say I've heard this a lot of people talk about VAs and some good places to go to get VAs. Some of your mm-hmm. like podcasts lately have been about VAs. And um, that's something where uh, I think I'm getting to the point where if I want to keep growing without making myself miserable, um, I need to start getting more VAs or getting some VAs. And I've heard, uh, you know, one of the you know, one of the people were telling me, like, even if you don't necessarily need them, like, just practice, <laughs> like, just practice with it. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Um, you know, especially once you get up to a certain level, um, you know, regard, even if Amazon's your full time thing, you just can't handle every single aspect of your business, you know, by yourself. And and so, yeah, uh, definitely going for VAs is is something that um, is recommended uh, for all to, you know, to help uh, uh, lessen the load now. Rest of this year, um, Andrew and Paul, uh, what 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 are some of your goals? You know, like, hey, I want to, uh, I plan to scale to X in gross sales. I plan to increase my gross profit. I plan to launch X number of SKUs. Like, well, what are some of the, the goals? Since we're in the beginning of this year, kind of, um, if I bring you guys back, like next next year, March or, or something like that, what would you like to be able to to tell everybody on what you've done uh, in the rest of uh, this year? So for my my first brand or my first account, um, it'd be great if I could grow revenue to three million. Um, that would be good. And then I'd like to be able to get my other account going and you know get some sales going for that. I don't necessarily know what I could make on that side, but just having that going and having products started um, would be great. Okay. Um, yeah. And Paul. Yeah. So as you recall, um, last year I finished out around 800 K, uh, in revenue with a single product. Uh, this year I'm, I'm, uh, going kind of whole hog here. I, uh, think I'll be right around about 400 SKUs and, uh, my revenue estimates are between, uh, 3.2 to 3.6 million being conservative. Um, so, and I'm, and I'm hoping that I can, so that, that, that in, in other words, you're, you're just kind of politely saying, um, I'm fitting to, to crush my brother, uh, this year like, in sales, but, yeah, but notice yeah, how, how like, I'm just, diplomatic I'm he was. <laughs> I love it. It's like being back in the, back in the uh, basement and we're uh, wrestling all over again. Yeah. yeah there we yeah. go. So, all right. Well guys, it was great to have you, uh, you, um, bring your, your cyclone of knowledge, uh, see what I did there. Right. Um, and uh, you know, it's, it's really great to see, you know, people, you know, just like regular dudes from the Midwest, you know, who, who are now, you know, having success on Amazon um, from their very first product. You know, like uh, that's 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 what we want to get across on, on the show is that, you know, you don't have to be some kind of like e-commerce superstar. You can go from freaking selling grease to to doing seven figures on on Amazon um, and, you know. Anybody can do it out there. So, so guys, you know, take the, the these uh, these two brothers here from uh, as an example of if you're one of those people who've just been kind of like you know um, waiting to uh, uh, waiting to get on Amazon or not feeling confident. You know, uh, Andrew started with initial investment of you know three grand or so, and and look what he scaled up to in in a couple of years. And Paul, you know, grossed almost seven figures just on his very first uh, his very first product. So 
this isn't guaranteed. You know, it's not like everybody out there can all have the same uh, exact success, but hopefully this has been an inspiration. And then, yes, we definitely will uh, want to reach out to you guys uh, next year. Uh, 20, uh, you know, 2023 to see how you're doing. I'm sure I'll be seeing you uh, this year at the Prosper Show, maybe, or uh, for sure at our Sell and Scale uh, Summit, which will be in September uh, in Vegas. And it would be great to see, you know, how you guys have progressed um, so far. Maybe maybe your brother's going to catch you by by September this year. We'll see. (laughs) All right. So thank you very much for joining us, and we'll see you guys later. All right. Thanks so much, Bradley.